0: yo what's going on guys this week on bottom of the bill we have aaron thomas the frontman of be easy uh, it was great having aaron on uh he's got his own music that he's working on right now in the studio he's planning on releasing it to hopefully later this year we don't want to say for sure yet because we don't actually know but um the conversation we talked a lot about uh the writing process for this new music and how connected he is to it and you know, it was uh, like things have been kind of trending lately. We've gotten, we get, got pretty vulnerable. It also had just a fun, light conversation uh, times as well. So enjoy the episode, check it out. But before we get there, we just want to let you know that we do have merchandise for sale. The link is in the description below. And as always, please like, share, subscribe. If you're enjoying what we're doing here, if you're getting something out of it, or you think we're doing what we're doing is valuable in some way, please share it with your friends and anybody who might be interested uh, help us get the word out for all the artists that are appearing here and uh for the larger ones too and everybody it, it just it grows the whole scene so whatever we can do uh without further ado here's aaron thomas this is bottom of the bill <laughs> All right, welcome to Bottom of the Bill, everybody. We got Aaron Thomas in today. How you doing, man?
1: Not too bad, brother. I'm hanging in there.
0: It's good to see you, man. Yes, sir. Thanks Likewise. for being here.
1: I was saying um, to Chris when I walked in that it's been a while um, that I've seen the show, but I definitely uh, keep up to date, and I was a little upset when solo got on here before me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we but we know why that happened right yes yeah.
1: yes so make sure that when you are looking into your uh, facebook messages like there's a little box somewhere that says what is it i don't even remember what it says it's like uh,
2: I, uh, others yeah or something oh yeah yeah it's just
1: like when you're not following somebody and they they you know whatever or or not friends with someone, then the yeah. message goes to some random file yeah in within the messenger.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then you never see them, or like even if you do see them, and like you don't open it right away, it gets hidden somehow. It's a like weird shit, bro.
1: Six months later, damn near. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. I texted Chris. I was like, Yo, my bad. Dude. <laughs> I was like, We I'm still got worst. room for you, bro. It's. <laughs> it's it's like, please just fill me in.
2: Rolling invite.
0: Well, if, this, if that's not a microcosm of how the music industry works, right? Yeah. let's let's talk about something and maybe six months later, we'll get some traction on making yeah. it happen. <laughs> no shit, yeah. Uh, Musicians. Oh, you, you just got back from Puerto Rico.
1: Yes, I did. It was beautiful, dude.
0: Yeah. You're there for work
1: or for play? Just for play. Yeah. Just a quick little four days, four or five days. Dude, beautiful. I ate so much food. So I was there with my wife, uh, my wife's cousin, uh, her husband, Vinny. It's a really good buddy of mine. Uh, our friend Katie and uh, Ariel, who we had just met for the first time, she was nice, um, but it was just like we, my wife and I, we just needed a little break. Yeah, man. Never been to Puerto Rico. I think she said she had been, but um, dude, all I wanted to do was eat rice and beans.
0: It was very easy to do that there. I went to
1: like six different places, and like, I about gave it gave an award to someone at one point, like. Really, yeah, dude. What was this, what was the place? I, oh shit, Ohana, Ohana, amazing, dude. Okay, we were in Camp Kimoy, Kimoy. I don't remember how you say it, but right outside of uh, Old San Juan. Okay, dude, the waters. We were we had this crazy big place. Like I don't even know why we needed a, a place that big, but worth
0: it i mean it makes the experience better when you have like a nice place to come back to oh my gosh man especially if you're out like doing shit all day and then you're exhausted and just having like a nice big space sometimes is like the way to go right it must be sometimes it's also hard to leave the space did you find that at all yes yeah (laughs) i mean
1: we we went on some you know some pretty decent hikes and things but uh yeah it was definitely hard to to leave that that space i mean the the view is just incredible. Um, I still haven't even posted any pictures. I'm not really big on that either, though. Like, I feel just you taking the moment right then. You know,
0: it's also the cell phones never capture like what it is you're actually seeing. Right, like these beautiful landscapes and these mountains. You know, with the contrast against the water, and mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is amazing. And then you take out your phone, and it makes it look like a like a fucking Legoland or something. Right. Like this is not interesting at all to look at through a phone.
1: <laughs> the only thing I guess I would say that went I wouldn't say terrible, but it was just like kind of awkward. Everywhere I go, if it's if it's in a Latino community, Spanish or whatever, they think that I speak Spanish or, you,
0: you look like you could be like yeah. Puerto Rican or Dominican or something, yeah. you know.
1: But I have to just tell them no. No, no, just I'm just black. My mo- my mom's white. My dad's black. That's it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like nothing else in there. Yeah. Right? So it's like when they look at me and they start, you know, speaking to me, I'm like, I swear <laughs> to God, it's like the the look that they give me instantly is just like shame on you, motherfucker. Yeah. You're like how do you not? Yeah. <laughs> like you look like my grandson, kid. Like, yeah. I had to do. it was the funniest shit. I was at a Walmart. And first off in Puerto Rico, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to, you basically take all your groceries, like boxes, whatever you get, random, uh, produce, they don't have bags. They don't, they don't like the bags. they plastic bags. So they'll, they'll have you like put it in the cart and then you have to buy bags separately. So <clears throat> we didn't know this. I didn't know this. So I tell my wife, I'm like, you see all those bags over there? Go grab those. We'll put all those in there. So this one lady just comes and takes all the bags away and puts this takes the stuff out of the bags that we already put in and puts it in our cart. And we're like, that, that was fucking rude. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, we, what are we doing here? So I grab the bags again and start putting stuff in there. And um, she starts speaking, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. So my buddy Vinny, everywhere he would go, he'd be my translator. And he's not even the best, you know, but... He's been learning for, like, the last three years, and he's really, really good at it, but they would look to me first to start asking any questions or just talking, shooting the shit or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, I have no idea what's going on, man.
0: Yeah, I totally get it, though. You look like you could be, like, Latin of some kind. All kind of stuff. Yeah. Latin. Um, Yeah, but the importance of taking trips like that, man, like, reset and recalibrate. You know, I I know that musicians, we we can travel a lot and do different things, but, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you've got a family and stuff, so... Yes. To be able to do that is, like, like, for for the sake of having a vacation to, like, really recalibrate. Do you feel like you come back feeling refreshed or, like, more creative?
1: Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It just depends on how much you have to do when you come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Certainly. Like, for for me, I wanted to knock, knock out as much of, like, the business side of things, scheduling and all that stuff before I left. Um. And then that way when I come back, it's just, you know, you're back to the shows, back to the music or whatever. Like I didn't really, the, the summers for us is a little slow anyway, for me. And I kind of did that on purpose um, last couple years because of that. Because it's just like, for what we do, we do a lot of events and things. You know, there's not much in Jacksonville, like as far as, you know, like weddings and stuff. No one's trying to have a wedding in middle of freaking June right like yeah it's, it's disgusting outside yeah you know so we kind of slow things down on purpose to where i'm able to take some time with the fam and things but when you come back and there's like a shit ton of stuff that you have to do eh? you so, know sometimes or miss
0: that, yeah sometimes that break can kind of get you into this resting state yeah and then when you come back you're like not ready to get back to work right yeah i, I get that um before you got here what are you gonna say chris
2: Oh, nothing. I just say you say that, but you're at your studio second studio session of the day. Yeah, so
0: like that was just
2: gonna bring real, up real chill. You've been at
1: it, man. I've been at it. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm working on my very first uh, solo project. Okay. So, um, with a very awesome collective uh, group of musicians, man. Um, it's it's separate from be easy. So. You know, Be Easy's. We, we've been doing a lot of, you know, the corporate stuff and a lot of shows and stuff, and I haven't really had a chance to, like, really put my full attention and focus on my original project, so I uh, got some cool cats in this group, man, that, that are helping me out. Um, Who are you playing with? So right now, I have uh, uh, Eric Ibarra, He's on bass. You know Eric? I don't think so. Oh, Solid cat. Bad man. Boy is a, Yeah. Yeah. Man's a beast. Yeah. Uh, Jonah. Pierre's okay. helping me out. Yep, that man's incredible. Um, so he'll be playing some keys, auxiliary and stuff. I, I mean, I can ask that man to do anything, honestly. Um, I have uh, the horns. Um, got Rob Bidwell, um, Darren Escard, Jaron Walker will be on the mix. Oh yeah, uh, Rob Lee uh, plays trombone, and the man plays all kind of in- uh, horns and stuff too. So. Uh, on drums, we have uh, Terrell Johnson.
0: Oh, yeah. Terrell's amazing. He was on the podcast really? yeah. last year, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, yeah, cool cat, man. Um, and Elon. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. Playing yeah, guitar.
1: That we, he'll be playing. A little, so we've been doing some rehearsals the last... Uh, we, we had one rehearsal. which was like a couple of weeks ago, right before I left to Puerto Rico. I mean, it's just kind of fill things out and figure out, you know, like... Where is this going to take us? Yeah. Uh, the music that I'm going for, I've, I've written all of, I write all my music uh, just on acoustic, right? And then I'll send it to whoever and, you know, we kind of build from there. But it's very, uh, very soulful, like groovy, little rock and roll, man. I love some rock and roll. I want to be able to belt some stuff, you know? Hell yeah. Um, if I had to compare to anything, it'd be more... Like black pumas
0: okay fuck yeah. yeah i love that kind of shit man i'm stoked do you have any um like plans for releasing or do you kind of are you just kind of recording right
1: now so we're just recording right now yeah we i was just at uh, nfs talking to uh leroy uh ryan leroy's pff, that man's a genius bro yeah like that man's a genius um talking about scheduling man getting it all in order man hyped me up today I'm away here listening to some stuff. I'm like, holy shit, let's yeah. do this, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, and and it's just I've been playing other people's music for so damn long. Mm-hmm. It's just and then just staying behind the scenes and not really releasing any of my stuff or and I I've, I've always I've written thousands of songs, man. And I have so many songs with Be Easy, with other bands, with other people that just never really did anything I, ne- I never did anything with them really just kind of left him on the back burner or actually i'd finish him but i'd leave them in a vault i'd say just right. waiting for the right time and then i found out like there's no right time you know what i mean just it was all me just get out of your head
0: it always is man and it's do like do the shit you know it always is i was talking to somebody the other day about that about just like uh they were talking about waiting for something to happen just like the right culmination of people and then yep. the obstacles will just somehow be removed i'm like no man i've been i've released three album or three EPs since i've been in jacksonville and i can tell you that every single one had their own set of problems mm-hmm. and every single one got harder and harder to release because the, the the bigger scale you try and do something the more shit starts to come up yeah and then if i just sat there <laughs> and was like oh, well, I'll just wait for, you know, six months down the line. There won't be as much happening or there won't be any obstacles. It's like, nope,
1: it, it, it's always hard. <laughs> right. I'm the worst at that because I'm, I'm constantly in my head, bro. Like, I'm just, I'll sit there, and I'll finish the song, and then um, I'll, I'll probably listen to it a hundred times and just, like, critique myself. Want to change some shit, but I, but no one else will hear it, you know, but me and so then I'll just be like, ah oh, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do anything with the song or whatever. You know Larcel? Yep. Larcel and I we've done so many songs. and shout out to my boy Larcel for this. He's going to he's going to laugh his ass off when he hears this. But he and I have worked and we work so well together. You know, on the writing. Like we when we get into a studio together, it's just like instantly, right? We don't need I mean, we'll have the music we'll come up with something on the fly. I'll do like, I'll write up something and send it to him. But when we get into the studio, it's like instant. We'll write the song and all that. So for years I've been going through this whole weird transition of genres and what I want to do personally. And so you know, every time that Larson and I would get together, it would be more the main, I wouldn't say mainstream, but like hip hop, R&B, pop kind of stuff, right? And that's what I was doing for a long time, and I I could do it, I love it, but I don't love it. You know what
0: I'm saying? I get you, yeah.
1: Um, and so we're listening to the songs, and we're and we're doing it and everything, and like two days later, I hit him back, and I'm like, man, no, <laughs> that's all I say. Man, why don't we just let's work on a different one, bro? And it's just for me, I I came up around, uh, I grew up around motown and classic rock and a little bit of country in the mix you know i am mixed so i have (laughs) got it all (laughs) yeah i got got a little bit of all that in there uh my my dad was in a uh, my dad was a drummer in a band uh for for a long time actually so uh just kind of sidetrack here um my dad's family super talented right uh, my dad, my grandfather on my dad's side, tried to start like I always tell people. He tried to start like a Jackson Five, but for like a gospel band. Right? Okay. So my uncle sang. My all of my aunts and uncles were musicians and singers and stuff in church and stuff. And uh, my mom, my mom could sing too. She's probably gonna say this shit and talk shit about me too, <laughs> leaving her out. <laughs> but she could sing a little bit too. But um, being around that live feel right i would i would go to rehearsals and stuff and hear that that's what i wanted to do right you know what i mean so going back to the larcel thing we're in the studio it's like the electronic shit synth shit and all this you know 808s and all that and i'm like i love it i can you know i get down this is what i came up on too just the same when i got older i was bumping goddamn snoop Dogg in the damn you know jeep cherokee whatever like, yeah. it's just can't do it so when i i I just realized this like within the last 2 months that the route that I'm going to go is the route that I feel is best for me, right? Yeah. And it's that just that organic natural feel, everyone's playing an instrument, everyone's bringing their own story to tell, you know what I mean, within the same uh, music. So it's just it's Marcel always gets on to me cuz he's always just like do what you feel like you you know you need to do or like, you know, just Stick through with it, you know, and uh, I know that man has probably a hundred songs of mine right now that no one else has heard that, like, I bet they could do, like, it could go somewhere. I mean, they could do something with it, you know, they're finished. They sound fucking awesome, I think, still, but it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want them. You
0: know? All right, guys, this episode's brought to you by Best Buds CBD Store. If you're like me, maybe THC isn't always the right high for you, or maybe the legal status of THC has you a bit hesitant to indulge. So at Best Buds CBD Store, they have an array of CBD and Delta 8 THC products. These guys truly care about their service, so everything is meticulously sourced and prepared to deliver a top notch product and experience. If you head to their website, you'll find all kinds of educational information regarding Delta THC and CBD. Uh, not to mention, if you use promo code BOTBPOD, that's B O T B POD you'll save 10% on your order. This is not a one-time deal. If you use promo code BOTBPOD, every time you place an order with Best Buds, it will give you 10% off. That's in perpetuity forever. So head over to bestbudscbdstore.com and start saving on all of your CBD and Delta A products. Enjoy guys. Is it like stylistically you don't like it or you don't connect with it? Or do you think that maybe the way that they turned out wasn't what you wanted, but you still see the potential in them? A little bit of both. Yeah. I mean,
1: stylistically, it's just not, I'm not, I I guess in the songs I'm talking about stuff that I'm not really like, I guess, you know, a lot of flashy stuff, whatever, Uh, and maybe not. But it's just also just where the music's turning into today as well. Looking back at those songs, I'm like, "Ah, maybe those don't fit right now. Right. Like they may have done even five years ago or, you know, supposed to, or maybe even longer than that. But that's where I get stuck in my head. You know, the stuff that I'm coming up with now is just, I feel like it's just timeless, right? Because anyone could listen to this song, you know, and be like, I relate to that, you know. It's, it's It's just talking about, you know, just everyday life issues or solutions or you know bright sunny days whatever it's just everybody can relate to those kind of things you know
0: right i'm curious like something something that i just thought about as you were saying that like when when we deem things as timeless Mm -hmm. it's almost like i think that's a trait of music that's played with like instruments versus music that's like highly produced because when you're producing it a lot of like you're kind of limited to what the technology of the time is yeah and what people have been kind of testing and approve of in that current market but then with instruments it's like well instruments have been played forever yeah and it doesn't matter what kind of music it is like even today there's still bands out there that are doing very well Mm -hmm. um that are just that are not utilizing Maybe the technology, in the same way that you would hear in hip hop or in like modern R and B and stuff, but like our like Black Pumas is a great example, mm-hmm. or like Alabama Shakes and like bands like that that are still so raw. What they're talking about is not only timeless, but also the instrumentation, the setup is just you, it doesn't get much more authentic than that. I agree. You know. Yeah. So is that, that and that's the vibe you are trying to go and for I now. Think,
1: yeah, I think you kind of hit it on on the head with you know it being. This feeling more timeless for me, you know. I mean, or the 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 music it, itself. And yeah, that's the route I'm going, man. Um, it just feels way better, dude. Yeah. And it's just, it's just for me. I've, I've always, you know, I've always had people come up to me and sound, you know, saying, "Oh, you sound like Michael Jackson and all this." I was like, "Yeah, well, that was 10 years ago, bro." <laughs> and I can't, I can't hit those high notes like I used to. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like that, that. <laughs> that shit like that is that's i'm surprised i just did that just now yeah like, there are times where i'll walk around and i'll just like just want to hit that one note because it's so familiar to people but then when i realize like at the show and i'm about to do it i'll turn around and look at the boys i'm like hey next song bro like I can't do this anymore you know yeah and it's it's really fun for me to write my own music that is similar to this vintage style soul you know um like, that old school feel, man, it's just, I, I think that's more me than trying to come up with the times, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. like, like people say, what, what do they say? Uh, You got to move, move with the times or whatever, and all that. I'm just like, man, I'm gonna hang back here for a minute because this shit's getting wild out anyway. Like, yeah, I
0: mean, (laughs) and you know, know? yeah, man. it's like we talk about this a lot in the podcast uh, about like what actually works. I think with artists Mm. is just being authentic. Right. You know, it's not necessarily like if you try and keep up with the trends, then you're going to also fall with the trends. Right. People become to know you for that thing. Whereas if you just stay true to what it is you're you're trying to do, it not only uh, will you know, not only is it intrinsically timeless, but it's also people like like they're not dumb, right They know when you're not authentic when, when you're trying to sell them something that they're not like buying, mm-hmm. they know it, right you know, so um, I think just like feeling. Connected to what you're putting out, mm-hmm. like people are also going to feel that connection,
1: right? And I think that had a little bit to do with the music that like Larcel and I. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking any of it because I still think it's, it's great shit. And I, I've actually talked to him about like, hey, you want to take some of these songs? Because some of the stuff that he's doing right now is like, I can, I, I will definitely, I can get down with that for sure. I can listen to it, but it's just for me. I felt like I was almost trying to, you know be this R and B sensation kind of thing that you hear like on the radio. I don't know. I, I just wasn't I felt like it was being fake. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just say it. like I felt like it was just like, nah, nah, I can't do that, you know. I feel you. And for for me, the soft and sensual, you know, kind of tones that you have to have for uh a lot of R and B music. I was just like, man, I want to like just somebody throw an electric guitar in the mix real quick. Yeah, (laughs) let's 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 throw some grunge in there or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's just I guess it's just what I came up on, man, and um, being able to just you know just rock the fuck out during a song is just it feels good to be able to just yell some shit sometimes, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, so. I think that's the route. I mean, it is the route we're going. And I'm, I'm excited because the guys that are in this in this uh, project, uh, project I'm working on right now, every, the vibes are totally there. Everybody is, you know, just happy to be there, just happy to create, you know. And it's just like for a long time I was looking to be in a room where it was just like just about the creation, you know. Not about everything else that's going around uh, around us, you know. And it's it feels really nice right now, man.
0: Yeah. Um, are you working with uh, like anybody for production, or do you have any kind of like help to you know when when especially when it comes time to release all this stuff?
1: Yeah. So, so Nico and them are gonna help with you know because real time. Do, kudos to those boys. Yeah. They, they've been helping me tremendously throughout this whole process with the original thing through be easy Nico and I are freaking damn near business partners at this point you know um and and um uh, Chris I mean that man has seen me in Chris Anderson he's he has seen me in so many different versions of myself at certain shows and there's certain shows that we have to do certain you know music for and things and he's got such a great ear and he knows instantly. When, like we played this, um, I played a, a couple songs for him, uh, original stuff. And then he also helped me. I did a a segment for uh, River City Live that I did an original tune for uh, that as well. And when he heard it, he was just like, "Dude, yes! Like that's the that's where you need to go with this." So, like I, the marketing thing, that they're gonna help me out with that, um, and. As far as production, man, I got um NFS, uh, they're gonna be helping me out. Uh, I got Kenny Hamilton, who's uh going to be in the mix. That's a that's a
2: Is
0: he arranging horns and stuff for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he
1: and we've only talked about it a little bit, so he's probably gonna see this and be like, Oh, so it, I am okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweet, you know, but yeah, 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 you are Kenny, you are the man on that. Um, and so right now uh that's that's all we have at this at this point but i trust everybody that's in this in this circle right now man dude it's been a process and it's been exciting and uh yeah something like i've haven't been able to feel in a while uh just because we do so much you know all these other gigs that we do just takes time away from all the the creative uh just the art that you want to bring to the table.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. it's hundred percent true. But when you're on the gig and stuff and then you come home and then you're, you're gigging however X amount of mm-hmm. nights a week. And then when you're not on the gig, sometimes like you're not really feeling inspired, but I do think that there are times where there's like life events that happen or things that, that, that kind of shift us into uh, like, like moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. And then you can really like that signals clear and you start to receive, like, that inspiration. Yeah. Is that kind of where you're finding yourself now?
1: Yeah. It's just trying to manage yourself and, and and you know, realize what's good and what's not for you. At the end of the day, you know, you're going to run into some, some trouble, right? Uh, you're going to have some issues, but it's just how long are you going to sit there and dwell about it and how long are you going to sit there and, you know, be concerned about what the future's gonna hold for you and that's i was one person to be in my head all the time about shit like that you know um a little bit of it had to do with me not i stopped drinking a little bit because of that like and i was drinking a little bit you know what i mean yeah um <laughs> uh, and that's and that's what it is when you go to shows and, and you have people throwing tequila shots at you you know totally um it was it was fun You know, I didn't do anything too crazy or too bad. I'm still married. My wife still loves me. Uh, (laughs) I hope. Um, But it was just just causing just so much stress because then you're realizing the next day after you're hung over how much work you need to get done. And you're not getting it done because you're just you're just wasting your time. Yeah. Recovering. Yeah.
0: This is something that I like to dive into because and I hate to be that person that like found like that's found clarity that now needs everybody else to know about it. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you and I have made similar choices as of at least recently, and I've also quit drinking and Mm -hmm. just everything. And there is this clarity that comes with that that I don't think that you realize it until you go through the process where you're like, Oh, I'm not somebody who's unmotivated. Right. I'm not somebody who who uh, doesn't see the purpose in things. Right. I have, for the last decade of my life, been intoxicated. Yeah, like legit. You wake up hungover, and then even on days where you don't drink, which for me was few and far between, right. you're waking up dehydrated. You're just living your life dehydrated, right. and you have no motivation to do anything. Not at all. <laughs> and then you quit drinking, and all of a sudden you're like. Oh, yeah. You know, I am all of these things. I am creative. I am like motivated. I am this. I am that. Mm-hmm. And um it's been like this life changing yeah. reality. I practice every day, like almost every day now, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's all this shit that just like I, it's, you, you rediscover yourself. I feel like
1: I, I just I thought I was slowly killing myself. Right, you know? and and I'll I'll say this. I haven't completely like I, I haven't given it because I, dude, I just had so many damn different rum drinks in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was it was like a refreshing day. Okay, I'm gonna have some drinks and, and it's fun again. Right, right. But when you're drinking just to not think about shit, yeah you know, and, and get, get through, through a show yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Like then you're, you're constantly doing it over and over and you're just like, wait a minute. And for me, you know, being married, having two kids, you know, I'd wake up the next morning. My son's like just pounding on, you know, pans and sh- just like, daddy, you know, what are we doing? You know, my daughter's like, and I don't want to do anything, but you realize like, dude, they're looking at you and you have to get your shit in order. Yeah. and So then It hurts to do that but then when you stop killing yourself and you know poisoning yourself essentially um, it's easier It's like yeah I got it. let's go girl but you, know you what want saying? to do it let's do it it's, yeah it's, like it's and it, it, I guess it's not that you always want to be there you know and it, it, you have to be there it's not a want you have you have to especially when it comes to your family and things like that but you also need to just take better care of yourself. You know, I only have, this is my main instrument, you know, is my, is my voice. And then if I learned another instrument, which I picked up guitar a lot and, and, you know, I I'd, I'd started more so acoustic and just writing acoustically and, playing some acoustic shows and stuff and through the years i'm starting to realize damn i'm actually not that bad you know what i mean i'm not gonna be up there flashy and you know you up there soloing and things i'm not you you know what I mean? (laughs) but i'll be up there and i know chords i know my you know i know my way around the board and things and it's just like i can write my own music and i can sing other people's songs and you know it's easier now because i do feel like i have more of a of a clearer mind uh because i have drank i've started to drink way less i mean way less than i was yeah and this just happened like within the last like few months right i was like dude i need a break (laughs) like this is terrible i injured myself uh two years actually it's been a year and some change it was a year in february Uh, i tore my achilles um terrible injury bro for and I, i i was always one to be You know, I was always active still like being on stage and stuff you're active dancing around and making a fool of yourself Yeah, totally, (laughs) you know, but I would always you know, I'm running around I'm playing basketball and things and I injured myself playing basketball and like that was that was one of the traumatizing experiences I had that made me just I almost Wanted to give up on just everything for just a little bit there, you know like it was tough because It was just like you had to relearn how to walk you know you're gonna and for me it wasn't that serious there's people that go through way worse shit but it's just i'm not gonna be able to get on stage and you know do all these dance moves that i thought i did really well but they really look shitty (laughs) you know i'm like some people liked them you know um it's just i was just in my head about that i started drinking more then so this was a year ago and when that happened, I was also trying to refrain from like taking like any meds for it and stuff like that because I didn't want to be drinking and take that too. And I think that's where it really started messing with me within that year. That I was just like, all right, bro, you know, I just broke down one time, just like sat in my room, it's dark, it's like, get shit together. Yeah. Anything that's causing you stress right now that's making you want to go drink or make you want to, like, just hit the fuck it button. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm going to hit the fuck it button on this, you know. Chris Anderson makes fun of me all the time because I would tell him, he would he would say, there's a look that you give when you're about to hit the fuck it button. And he's like, I just know that you're about to go get drunk and then just fight through the gig. And uh, I made a joke one time, it's just, like, recently... And this is, like, I told him I had stopped drinking for, like, a week. And I walked up to him. I was like, bro, I'm about to hit this fucking button, bro. I'm going downstairs. He was like, Aaron, no. (laughs) That's the funniest shit. Because sometimes you do want to just go back to that. But I think it was more for me just realizing the things that were causing me stress and causing me unnecessary stress at that. Mm -hmm. Um, That just, like it was it was the drinking for me i think it was that for sure
0: it's definitely something that is a source of anxiety mm-hmm. um because when you're waking up hungover and living life just totally dehydrated like that mm-hmm. you don't have the facility to deal with things as they come right you know so that creates like that kind of anxiety with everything it's like everything's a big deal so Everyth- much it's just like And then you get to a point – I know I got to a point where I was, like, you know, a similar kind of rock bottom. I didn't physically injure myself, but Mm -hmm. I was in, you know, a real bad headspace. And I remember just sitting there. I was like, if you don't stop, you're going to die. Right. And – or at the very least, like, you you have to recognize, like, where this pattern is going to take you. Like, you're broke. You have, like, nothing right now. Mm -hmm. And if you keep this up, you will be dead
1: or homeless, you know. And And for me, it was the opposite, because I felt like, you know, dude, we work so much, the money's going to be there if you work enough for it. Totally, yeah. But for me, it was like, you have everything, right? You have the family, you know, you have a perfect job, like you're playing music for a living, that's fucking awesome, you know? But like, the amount of times that I used to drive home and being, you know, like, and not get pulled or not get in trouble or not get in a wreck or anything like that. And then I'm hearing all these other people that I know that are actually getting wrecks and all this. And I'm just like, who the fuck is looking out for me like this? Cause like that, this doesn't make sense, you know, but you can only do that so many times. And, and now that I am at this point where I'm not wanting to do, do it, I don't feel like I just jinxed myself or anything because I'm, I'm not about to do that, you know? Right. So it's just for, for me, I think, a lot of it did come down to, uh, and the reason why I'm so like back to where I first started when I was like 16, 17, like when I moved here with this just just crazy motivation, mo- like the motivation that I had and dedication that I had to make it as an artist like, and do something with myself and kn- knowing that I had, you know, a voice. You know what I mean? Like I'm back at that headspace, and I'm like, Ooh boy, you dangerous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) before, like, and, and, and not saying it in any cocky way or anything, because a lot of people think that you can have a lot of confidence in yourself. And I do like, I do. Um, but I'm also like, I'm not one to, you know, showboat and shit. Like I know what I have, you know what I mean? I know, I know I'm, pretty good at it but there's always room for correction sure there's always room for growth and just
0: knowing that you're capable of making that correction or growing yeah that's like the confidence i think you know versus like arrogance Mm -hmm. which is like believing that you have it and there's like nobody that can do it better or whatever
1: and ignorance
0: ignorance exactly
1: because dude you can be the dopest musician fucking mailman basketball i don't give a damn but if you come into a place and that also you have to be around other people and you just come in there every day like your shit doesn't stink and you're also fucking up, though, you know what I mean? Like you can miss me with that shit, dude. Yeah. I can't stand people like that.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. It's just
1: like that it rubs me the wrong way. And it's just for where I'm at right now, I think that's we all have opinions and we all have uh you know ways of of coping and things like that and um I think for me like you said you're just sitting in a room and realizing like you're able to make that decision for yourself like you're able to put a stop to it and do kudos to you how long have you uh not been drinking for about two and a half months now nice so yeah. it's all pretty new for me it's just it yeah same and it's just like that's for me it was just instant bro and everyone was telling me like my buddy rob bidwell um he went for a little while chris is gone for I heard, a long yeah, time chris him. is a huge motivation for me on that inspiration on that because i see him every day and i've seen the changes and that was one of the main reasons why i wanted to because it's just like getting my body back in order and then when you're trying to recover from an injury like that, you have to take care of yourself the best way you can or it's you're, you're gonna not you're not gonna come back the same at all. Totally. And for me, I I feel like I'm almost stronger like because I put so much work down. Um but you know you're not gonna see me fucking dunking on any eight foot fucking baskets even or six foot people. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not dunking at all. Yeah. I'm not jumping that far. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's just being able to uh, just put that work in to and just stay driven that helped me make that decision too. Like, I want to be the best that I can be for me and, you know, the people around me that are, you know, constantly wanting the best for me just the same. So totally, man. It's uh, the headspace I'm in right now, bro. Uh, I love it, dude. That's it's that's awesome, exciting. man. There's sure.
0: there's just cool. And Congratulations for you for making that change. I know that's hard, man. Oh, it's it's
1: yeah. I, I mean, you know, anything can happen. But it's just like right now I'm going to stick stick with it, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. There's this thing that I've been noticing also where it's like every every t- like every day that I go without drinking and I was doing other things too that were that were a real problem for me. Yeah. So it was like every day that i can get through without doing those things um i go to sleep with gratitude mm-hmm. and i wake up with gratitude knowing that i accomplished at least if nothing else that and then that little bit of gratitude is like the fuel that makes you want to go to the gym in the morning mm-hmm. and then that gratification makes you like want to come in here and get work done pick up my guitar and practice or write or you know you know think about ways to move this thing forward 100%. like every and. All it means is because, and all it is is just me, like going to bed knowing that I accomplished not getting fucked up today. Right. It's just the weirdest thing, man. I don't
1: know how how people. I don't know how I did it. I really don't. It's just, it's just like. Oh, I,
0: I know how I did. I did a lot of fucking Adderall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, hey, that too. Guy. That too.
1: I mean, yeah. But it's just like once you when you're taking Adderall and you want to you want to drink more and exactly. more and that's more. Exactly, like, that's the problem. Yeah. Who, buddy? Oh yeah. Like I mean.
0: I was also spending so much fucking money on it man It was like yeah. every And I was taking like I mean You know A lot Yeah it, it, Like in one day it was Yeah A real problem Oh dude
1: I partied man I partied my ass off back in the day You know And I, I have no shame in telling people that It's just like When the, What happened It changed me drastically After my daughter was born Yeah And I mean imagine. like Like it should for any man Who's having a kid They should be like really check themselves, and then, uh, you know, life hits you, and, you know, you're just, you know struggling to pay bills and shit, because you have to work twice as hard now, and things like that, so, and then dealing with other motherfuckers that you necessarily don't have to deal with, you know, you're just mm-hmm. choosing to, because of whatever reason,
0: exactly, I
1: mean, because you don't want to be, you don't want to look like an asshole, or whatever, and it took me, Dude, I've been living here 12 years. My wife and I have been together seven, eight. Dude, it took me about eight years for me to, like, realize that you you can say no. Like, you you can say no, bro. Like, just no more. Like, fuck this. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not helping me at all. And all I'm doing is trying to help you. Like, this is, this has to be done. But then when you make that decision then it's just like oh you this is how it's going to be you're giving up or you would you can look like that person too it doesn't matter who gives a shit yeah like if no one really knows what the hell is going on but you and this other person or maybe a select few in the circle i mean i don't i you know I, that's that's where i've been at with in the last few months like that i've stopped like drinking as much and shit um even just this past weekend when I was in Puerto Rico, I drank so much. Yeah. And then I was in the on the beach in like ninety nine degree weather in the shade. And like I got the weirdest like like fucking chills at my back just like it was I'm pretty sure it was like a mixture of sun poisoning and, and alcohol poisoning. Ugh, it's and the worst. I, I felt like shit, dude. I mean, I haven't felt like that
0: ever are you still burnt on your back my back's a little
1: yeah it's a little uh, yeah a little scarred up you know what i mean um and i'm like bro i'm black enough like i can't i can't can't, yeah i don't want to you know yeah (laughs) like i'm peeling now it's just like this is not good yeah um but it was just being that that, bro (laughs) i just remember thinking to myself well i'm like literally in the bed like with chills my wife's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Do we need to go to the hospital?" I'm like, "No, I can't breathe." <laughs> oh my god, dude. And yeah, it was that ugly. I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Man, fuck this." Like, alcohol is just like that if you really overdo it, you can really fuck it's a real problem, up, man. yeah, man. And so, and that, I think that was another reason why I wasn't putting out a lot of music that I wanted to and, and I was always in my head about it and, you know, and now like I I hit the fuck it button about like just going through with it, you know, and and sticking through to stuff that I've always wanted to do for my whole life and you know, and if people don't really agree with the route or the path that I'm taking to do it and then they're not the ones in these shoes, you know what I mean?
0: And they don't need to be in your circle either, you know. Yeah, that part. And I'm uh I'm uh stoked that you're going down that road, man, cuz I I've seen be easy you know a handful of times over the years yeah and i've always thought you were a very charismatic front person and then when i saw you at the real time party back in december you got up and did a, a couple songs and um it was like a you know like you set a new tone for the night where like, you were very much in control of the room uh, obviously you've just felt so comfortable with the attention and demonstrating your talent um, and I just, I, I think it's all that to say that I'm excited about the endeavor you're taking on as, like an, as an artist now because although you've always been one, putting yourself out there as such is a different kind of thing, right?
1: It's totally it's totally different. Yeah. But
0: you're ready for it it, se- it came off to me like you were very much ready for that, just mm. in your demeanor and everything, you know?
1: Okay well thanks um because that takes a lot out of of someone who's a front man or someone who has to sing a song in general in front of a bunch of people you know um i i've been doing this for a little while now so it's i've had a lot of practice right um and with be easy uh me being the youngest of the group um You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of egos. There's a lot of opinions on certain life matters and a lot of stuff comes into play. And so I try my, my best because I, it's almost like, because I'm the only one speaking solo sometimes does, but solo will say some crazy shit sometimes. I'm like, bro, (laughs) (laughs) you gotta calm it down. (laughs) But it's funny though. And people, and people gravitate because he is, he's, he means really well. It's just sometimes when he, when he comes out it's just out of nowhere he yeah like hot dog girl dude, drop that ass yeah <laughs> i'm random and i'm like it's a wedding we're in the middle of a father-daughter dance <laughs> <Yeah. huh?"> like, <laughs> like no that's never happened but but <laughs> literally shit like that it's just all it's got to be in the moment but solo and I, i've always tried to balance like find the perfect balance of like you know what i like what i say and things to people um who have never seen us before you know when we go see when we go play weddings or we do these big festivals and stuff i just tried my best to keep it short and sweet um and not really i don't really have much of a story to tell because we're playing other people's music right and so they get on to me sometimes because i talk too much and i do ramble a little bit but my head's just in my brain just works like that um so I'm excited to be able to tell stories about my own music um, because there are, there's a lot of fucked up shit. There's a lot of really funny things that have happened. Um, but the music will explain it at all. And, and, and this will finally explain what's been taking me so damn long. You know what I mean? Cause it's been like 10 years and I told Nico all the time. He's like, man, you gotta be, you gotta have everything in order. You gotta have all the pieces in order. I'm like, fuck the pieces we're doing this shit, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I've always tried to carry this persona, uh, you know, suit and tie and just, uh, there's a grittiness to me, you know, that like I've held within for a while. And, uh, just making sure that people understand this about me is just it's not all smiles and fucking, what do they say, uh, rainbows and unicorns. It's just like for them to really deeply and truly understand why I've been doing this. Because people ask me all the time, why, why aren't you out there? Why aren't you, you know what I mean? Why aren't you, uh, why don't you have your album or anything like that? I'm like, if y'all ask me this one more damn time, you know, like. Like, there's something wrong with me, you know? Like, I have to explain myself or something. It's just, this is a process for every and any musician, uh, you know, uh, instrumentalist, anything. You know what I mean? You're really pouring your your heart and your soul for people to potentially just shit all over. Yeah, 100%, man. You know? And so that's the scariest thing. You know, I, I try to... I have a couple friends of mine... Uh, Who are also artists and singers and things and I talked to them about it occasionally and one person in in particular she said um, You know, it's just sometimes you don't want people to know everything about you, you know and that's the scary thing about it because when you're writing these songs when Going back to like the Larcelle thing I was writing songs about like certain things that I've never really been a part of or whatever and never really experienced or whatever or thinking, you know, from a place of, you know, what that could be like or something like that. But it was just not what I wanted to talk about something that I've actually gone through, you know? And and if there, if there's anything, a question that I have on in life or whatever, you know, maybe discuss that too. But it's, um, you're really pouring everything out there for people to maybe they take it in. Maybe they look at you a certain, you know, certain way. You maybe look at you different, from before good or bad but that's where i've been at within these last like 10 years and it's it's been a very interesting place to be in um but it's all about the circle you keep you know what i mean and the people that you have around you uh, on a daily basis you'll know when someone's not the right fit and, totally. I, and i've and it's just for me I've, I've been able to just i can point that out but in the past I used to just try to work my way around it and just, or, or try to fit them in because they have, you know, maybe they are very talented or whatever. Or maybe we can work together in some way, shape or form. But if the bad outweighs the good in that situation, then why stress yourself out and keep trying to do it, you know? Totally. Um, And so I've ran into many problems like that in the past with people very close to me some people not that close to me but you know even family things like that um my wife uh used to tell me up until just recently after she heard all stuff, so- the stuff that i just wrote um that i have written actually um i just never heard let her hear it she would always hear all this other stuff that i would do with other artists and things and she would just give me a look she'd be like <laughs> you know and she listens to that kind of style of music all the damn time you know so i'm thinking like oh this is what you know this is what's popular this is what i should do and she's just like nah you know she'd be like oh you know i like it but i'm like girl if you don't shut the yeah. fuck up, i know what the fuck you like and what you don't like at yeah. this point. and so i came back and i and i had this acoustic song uh that i wrote for or that i wrote that i wanted to put on this uh river city show that we did and um like instantly like you could see in her face like in her eyes she was just like what the fuck has this been you know and then i was like well what about this one and i started playing all these other songs that i've written by myself just on acoustic guitar and i was just kind of just scared to do anything with um and instantly she was like this is what you need to do you know and instantly i trusted her her you know her word for it like like and then i played them for some other friends of mine who have never heard me do anything like that they just think that i played michael jackson fucking rock with you all the time right (laughs) and they said the same and so right then and there i was just like damn man what am i doing right now like why am i taking forever on this and then you know after the first like month it was actually first two weeks of not drinking really helped me because even going two weeks not drinking when you're drinking literally every fucking day like makes a difference, yeah, it does. Yeah, Open your head. and you know, a lot of people are probably gonna hear this and be like, damn, you were drunk, probably, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, and I guess I did a pretty decent job of not letting people know, but. At the same time, man, it's just, you you can't live like that forever. No, totally. You're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you realize certain things are good, certain things are bad, and then you move on. That's it.
0: Well, I'm stoked to hear the music, man, because I know it seems like you're not you're coming from a clear-headed place and you know it seems like the like the willingness to be vulnerable and authentic mm-hmm. is like working like people have heard it and they've enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, so i'm excited to hear what you're gonna put out um yeah man uh and then last time we spoke you had mentioned about wanting to get into managing and taking mm-hmm. on more work like that with real time is that still something that you're thinking about so doing? i always
1: tell nico it's like man if this doesn't work out man just you know leave me a spot open a desk or something open because i i really do feel i could help you know with some artist management kind of thing the stuff that chris does for us is stuff that i could do for other bands for sure yeah you know except chris goes above and beyond like setting up shows and stuff like that for me too Um, but just the everyday, you know, back and forth and and trying to come up with a plan and things like that. I could do that for another person, but I need to have my shit in order first. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: It helps to like go through the process yourself Mm -hmm. and then like see, see these ideas implemented and see how they play out before you go and try and, you know, do it for other people.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I didn't go to school for it. I intended to, but, uh, you know, I, I did all my college here I'm to Jackson when I was 17 18 uh from Carbondale Illinois go dogs Salukis. <laughs> where's
0: that at in relation so to Chicago? that's like
1: southern Illinois okay. um uh it's about shoot five six hours maybe a little longer from Chicago Hmm. so closest city to me was uh st louis okay so that st louis is more my city i
0: though. love st louis you were like right by springfield and all that then too yeah
1: well springfield was kind of a, a little far too i guess it was like a few hours away from where i was i was like down south tip of illinois okay um like missouri illinois kentucky borderline okay got you um so i kind of grew up in the boonies man small town kid uh, I guess Carbondale was the biggest town around where I was uh, born and raised. But, uh, you know, I, I came up from there, moved to Jacksonville when I was 18. When we, it was my my cousin, uh, Justin Macklin, shout out to my boy. I, I don't even know, I should have mentioned his name way earlier. Um, we moved here together uh, with uh, ex manager of ours at the time, uh, met up with, Uh, actually we played our first show in atlantic beach just just you know acoustic guitar me singing uh uh what's that CeeLo green song uh
0: forget you fuck you whatever
1: that one (laughs) we played that shit on repeat for fucking like two hours no shit (laughs) um but played our first show there and then we got our actual first show at it it was uh it's like Table One. It might, that's not even Table One anymore. It's like, it used to be urban urban flats, I believe, off of uh, uh, A1A. It's like Pontevedra area. So we met Darren Escar shortly after that. Darren Escar got us in touch with uh, Will Montgomery. Then from there, just built up this big band. And uh, dude, those 10 plus, or like six, years or whatever of just gigging at bars some of the funniest like the funniest shit i've ever seen in my life go down it was probably the some of the most fun times i've ever had but it really made you realize like the ins and outs of how the game works you know as an as a musician and how you should really you never have you never should undersell yourself like you should never like because we did that we would basically tell these people Oh, we'll we'll play for nothing and get all these people here, and then we'll try to reno- re- you know, renegotiate or whatever. It Doesn't that shit work. Won't happen like that. Nope. You know, we were playing at uh, Lynch's for ever, bro, on a Monday night, and had that place crazy packed. Comes down to renegotiating, and we're just like, yeah, we'll see. I don't think I should say what was really said on that. We'll <laughs> yeah. talk to you about that later. Yeah. <laughs> There were some things said that i was just like what all right so that's that's what it's gonna be um but for me being you know an artist musician whatever uh and then taking that transition into some sort of management thing for another artist i feel like that i would make that artist first off uh feel way more comfortable about just knowing that i know what this shit's like totally you know what i mean as opposed to just dealing with some guy who works in an office and says that he's an artist management like works for a label or whatever a&r or whatever and because you get a lot of those kind of people too that may go to concerts and things like that but they don't they don't really live the you know the daily lives of course um
0: haven't gone through the process of putting music out or touring or like anything
1: setting up shows getting the shows and finding out the gigs canceled and you're not getting paid for it right you know or finding out you're getting paid, you're not getting paid as much as what you were told to get paid in the contracts and all that stuff. And
0: yeah, totally. You know,
1: sometimes there aren't contracts and shit. It's just word, you know.
0: Yeah, it's something I'm getting less and less comfortable with as days go go on. <laughs>
1: it's a bunch of stuff, man. Um, I just, I just realize that you have to be grateful and appreciative to the people who who see you for what you are and the potential that you have, right? um and being able to set someone straight i have friends of all the time like in my circle right now that will be like bro you're fucking up you know and when they say that you don't get mad at it you just say all right yeah i'm fucking up yeah you know what i mean let's do this let's, like what do i got to do you know what i mean be curious not judgmental hmm. right so that's been sticking with me for like since I heard it. I don't even remember how long ago that was but if you if you have an interest in something and you do and you are concerned or you are curious of how it works, then you should just you know or 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 how it will work or whatever you should ask questions and learn how to figure it out as opposed to you know being like judgmental and and acting like, you know, whoever's out to get you or whatever. And, you know, they know things that you don't or whatever. And I just, I, I'm very happy that, uh, for one, the people that I have that are helping me, that have helped me with Be Easy, um, you know, up until now, especially the business side of things, like uh, Nico and all those boys, those uh, Nico and Chris in particular, you know, they were learning at the same time too. So that was right. really good for me to know that they they haven't been doing this much longer than me. So we're, just, we're basically learning in this game together. And we're going to figure out how to, you know, make it work for us, you know, and be successful. And uh, I always tell him, you know, let me know when you get an open desk, bro. Because I'll definitely, I'll definitely, and he knows I can help him out a little bit.
0: I'm yeah. sure at this point, yeah, man. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's cool because I mean, I know how things uh, can go on the inside mm-hmm. and making the outside look good, but on the I can say from the outside, from our angle, it looks like you guys are all crushing it. Real time, yeah. be easy, honeyhounds, and every everybody that's oh yeah working under that. Oh, uh, hounds,
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't, never get to see them. Those boys are always moving, man.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it, it looks like the whole, you know the the brand the business the mm-hmm. the, the enterprise yeah. all of it it looks it's looking really good man I'm stoked for all you
1: guys. Yeah, thanks man. Yeah, we're uh we're moving. It's just, you know, B Be Easy's been we've been steadily steadily keeping up with the times, I guess, you know? Yeah. But we've realized like that corporate game being in that that scene is it's not a bad place to be in, you know. Totally. And so, we're not really focused as much, uh, you know, trying to put out any albums or anything like that. Uh, I, I know Solo was here, and he was talking about the solo project that he's got going on right now, the reggae project. And uh, and you know, he's been he's been doing that for a little bit. Um, and, and it's a process, you know. It takes. If you're just doing it by yourself for your own project it's long as fuck yeah to have to do
0: totally imagine
1: having to do that with like nine other guys and you're just like timing and all that trying to get everybody together i don't know how long you know that would last but we all kind of just agreed that that's that's what this is like let's just you know we'll keep playing we'll keep doing this and then um you know side projects and things like that that come in and out um those are those are fun things to be a part of I just know that now is the time for me, to you know, finally put my foot down on and 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 just stick through, uh, with the original stuff that I'm coming up with. So. Hell
0: yeah, man! I'm stoked you came to that, and I'm excited to hear what 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 you got coming out. And it man. took
1: some time,
0: dude. It always does, bro. It always does. Yes, it did. Um, you guys want to hit some unpopular opinions? Let's do it.
2: What you got, Chris? all right the famous prince solo where he plays Uh my guitar gently weeps uh don't you dare is not that great you're tripping bro it is not that great i saw it again because it pops up on my feed every week or two yeah like it'll just kind of float through and i've heard that solo 15 or 20 times at this point and every single time i hear it i'm less and less impressed by it especially like the part like Sure, it's he's got some great pentatonic ideas. It's really cool, mm-hmm. but people like that solo because they think of him as a singer, and they're like, "Look, he's an instrumentalist. It's dope that he's an instrumentalist. It's great." <laughs> but like, taking who the person is outside of it, it's just a pentatonic guitar solo. Like, <laughs> good work, Prince. Solid.
0: All right, what a fucking snobby music school <laughs> answer. Like, like, like di- uh, dissection of that solo. Oh, that—that's right. a I dissection.
2: Think... That's a fucking. Little paper cut I would say Like I think that I mean he
1: Because he is a singer A lot of people look at him Like oh my god He just grabbed a bass And he's I mean, there are a couple songs that I've heard like on YouTube and shit, like a couple videos, and I'm like, all right, Prince, maybe you were doing too much that day. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> but I don't know, man. I like the, I like that solo. I mean, I like that
2: one. I loved it when I first heard it. And, Chris, Chris is
0: trying to get a fucking viral video out of this right, one, bro. That happened with a nope, Dwayne Almond I'm, solo. I'm, f- oh, nope, shit. I'm feel-
2: I just, I feel it. That's yeah. just how it is.
0: I'm going to go back and listen to it. You know what? Because I can't say that I've heard it. Uh, I think I heard last time I heard it was like maybe a year or so ago and I wasn't really paying that much attention. Mm. I gotta go back and listen to it again. But don't
2: don't listen to it with like joy and wonder. Listen to it with like all right, objective. let's look at this guy's appear now. Let's see how he's playing like and when he's going out and peeking, he's literally fretting out, like, come on, man. All right. It's I'm, it's I'm cool. A- like I'm talking just technique and choice. Like he it's he can play. Like I'm I'm cool with it. He's a player, well, he should fair. be known as that. Just that solo, everyone's like, this is the thing everyone should look at when they look at him as an instrumentalist. I he's he's got cooler shit as an instrumentalist. Like that solo, I'm I'm not knocking him. It's just that clip went viral. And like there's cooler shit out there. Like that shouldn't be the pedestal mark of like Prince as an instrumentalist. Yeah. He's got other shit. He plays bass. He's a killing bass player. He's
0: he's also his 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 comping chops on funk music as a guitar player is amazing.
2: And he just walked out and just Kind of ripped it, and it was cool, but it's there's not like a lot of substance to it. It's okay. good, it's good, but it's I just think it's overrated.
1: Mm. Okay, okay, fair. Sorry, boys. Well, well I, I do want to ask you this though, because I just had someone talk to me about this uh, and ask me this question, and I couldn't answer it honestly. Prince or Rick James?
0: Mm, that's a
1: that's a tough one for me prince but like but yeah. as it as a, because i mean mm, rick james tough. got down on on some guitar too you know what i mean i'm yeah. not
0: familiar enough with his body of work to ha- really to say one way or the other prince i know i, I love like especially early prince mm-hmm. but rick james i i don't know enough of i, I mean
1: he was the he was the trendsetter yeah. You I know, mean, but Prince came in and was just like, hey, watch this.
0: <laughs> when did Rick James, like, really, like, kind of blow up? Oh, what was man. his first breakout album? Because I know Prince was 78, I think.
1: Oh, Rick James was before then, for sure. Because um, wasn't there, like, this big uh, showcase or something like that that Rick James had Prince come Or was that James Brown? I think it was James Brown. Might have that different. But I think Rick James and Prince had, like, this battle i could definitely see that a little bit
2: there. Er, early 70s like mid 70s like 74 75 okay
0: so he did kind of have his thing he did have his name slightly before, before prince okay but yeah. when
2: was prince's first grammy because rick James was 82 so i feel like he probably had some influence and then prince yeah. kind of flew up and then rick popped like a little bit later
0: yeah i don't know uh, but i will say that it, I, I've i only heard like the famous stuff from Rick James mm-hmm. and I've not like dove into his records. I can't, early Prince, I've like gone down the rabbit hole on and right. man, I fucking love those first couple of Prince records, I will say.
1: Yeah, my uh, my dad was a huge uh, Prince fan. So he had a bunch of Prince records playing all the time. I'm not too familiar with much of James, I mean, uh, Rick James uh, stuff either. I mean, because I'm in a band with like solo he knows a lot and so i've heard a lot of
2: them but um man they both dropped their debut album the same year in 78 oh,
1: oh okay yep okay well the-
2: for you and uh come and get it was both oh, and and- for you was that
1: jam yeah. that was
0: such an underrated prince record man it's like first one's gotta be yeah <laughs> people talk about like <laughs> it's gotta be the one Bro, I mean, people talk about all, all the shit in the mid '80s and, and stuff. I'm like, listen to "For You," that that th- 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 that opening acapella mm-hmm. song. That like just is like layered harmonies and how high and uh, I'm just like. Oh, my God. And then, like, the Stevie Wonder-like arrangements that are happening oh, and yeah. all the hits and, like, the just the music was more interesting to me. Then it got to be, like, 1999 and, like, all the shit, which is fine, okay, or, like, Kiss. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is fine, but it's literally just a vamp the whole time. Yeah. I can't, right? <laughs> That's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's Same your way. unpopular opinion, Aaron? That's Man. That's good one,
1: Chris. Good one. I had a couple, but the one that sticks to me because you, I guess, just because you said Prince and purple, yeah, <laughs> this <is> random, <laughs> this is random. I just thought purple. I was listening. Okay, my popular, unpopular opinion is I don't think that they should play peanut butter jelly time like in schools anymore.
0: <laughs> okay, why?
1: Because I just heard the most random shit on what the actual song is about. What's it about? And apparently it's about... uh, <laughs> 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 I, I, Anal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like... I'm, dude, n- no bullshit. I'm sitting at... I'm at home one day and, you know, kids are all on Alexa and shit. And it's like... Play peanut butter jelly time, and we're singing a song and we're singing it, whatever. Like not an hour after that, like I'm scrolling through something, and they're talking about like in the comments about what the actual song is, the peanut butter jelly time, and it's just, or like what it's about. And I'm like, what is it about at this point? You know what I mean? Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. <laughs> what what does that even mean? It's just catchy, right? It's it's like that Step Brothers scene. Just like it's provocative. It gets the people going. Like. <laughs> Okay, but what it's about? What is it about for real? You know, and then I'm seeing more and more about that being what it's about, and I'm just like, "Yeah, dog, come on now. That's kind of that's kind of messed up." Yeah, like I've been singing this for so long, and like all my like <laughs> with your kids are singing everybody. this shit. <laughs> like, is this what it's about? Cause he needs to come and come forth and and talk about what was the reason behind writing this song. Do
0: you imagine how much? income they would lose if they stopped playing it in schools i mean you know what i'm saying because
1: like i was just my, my daughter says oh they played that song and i you know i'm not gonna tell her what the damn song is about or anything it's just like hmm that's nice that's nice <laughs> i'm writing the school a note yeah <laughs> like is there a reason why you're playing these songs at lunchtime or like whatever like it's just i don't know i just that's something i'm trying to figure out for myself i guess
0: so here's here's um not i don't even want to call it pushback because i don't have any skin in the game i don't have any kids (laughs) so like but that being said if the kids don't know what it's about does it make a difference especially if there's nothing explicitly stating there
1: are so many songs like that that are like you know but it's just like that one's like the most catchy one it is very catchy and it's just like that it's such a good song Even if it's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. It's just like, maybe not at schools anymore I don't know
0: and I I can say <laughs> I've never heard that before really I'm in my 30s and I would have never guessed that that's what that song was about dude
2: maybe it's just the weird people that are on my are you on the Instagram fucking- and Facebook pages. no the it's- internet's pretty much confirming that is it article. oh really oh, like see every link here is like yeah it's anal of it's course yeah, it's anal. <laughs> and, and I'm just like this isn't just like on
1: Urban Dictionary yeah. oh it's peanut butter jelly time that's the
2: first link this is what it is yeah it's the rest of them are backing it up see dude and I don't even like. I don't even like,
1: yeah, Look I this up. One I just, Google peanut it's butter like jelly one time meaning
2: comment thread,
1: and you're reading all this stuff that people are saying about the song, and I'm like, who the fuck? Fun fact: How do
2: you know this? Yeah, <laughs> the genre on here is booty house. Booty <laughs> house
0: genre. Okay. Peanut
2: butter jelly time is a booty house song produced what? by
0: DJ Chipman. Okay. What else falls under the booty house genre? That's
2: a fantastic question. What <laughs>
0: the fuck does <laughs> that style of music mean? What does it? Booty house i mean
1: i mean that's house music oh it's you like a saying? version of house music i guess yeah
2: yep uh yeah. There, there's a whole 40 minute playlist on youtube i'll send you called booty house anthems
0: fucking let's let's put it up, let's put send it up. me the, the playlist the description. put the description <laughs> in the link for these guys link in the bio <laughs> link yeah
2: it's also known as <laughs> it's also known as ghetto
0: house ghetto house uh there's i mean
2: whole, there's a whole wikipedia page let's Askel. booty house sounds
0: about right we though. got yeah we got any artists that we can just start rattling off real quick
2: um dj Dion, jam and gerald dj funk dj milton dj sluggo wax master tracksman paris mitchell those okay. are the wax master those are the guys that come to mind that's apparently. interesting okay got it there you go the more you know
0: kids
1: yeah dude that's funny <laughs>
0: uh well booty house <laughs> start uh put that playlist on later tonight. It'd be fun. <laughs> right? Um, that's a good one, bro.
1: <laughs> Let me go ahead and down that now for my uh, old lady. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hint hint. <laughs> oh, um,
0: all right, so my unpopular opinion this week is something that bothers me. Um I don't I want to preface this cuz I'm not casting judgment on people who do it. I get that we're not all musicians, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. But when, when I tell people that I'm a musician, and they say, oh, that's awesome. I love music. I'm like, yeah, do you like food also? <laughs> do you like Yeah, you like see, sleep? that would
1: throw me off. I, and I have a hard time like keeping a straight face <laughs> yeah. when people say st- stuff like that. Like, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, that would throw <laughs> me off.
0: It's just like well, and I get that they're trying to relate to you on some level. And I love I,
1: music. Yeah,
0: it's like that's, uh, well,
1: that they, they can't now anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just, <laughs> I love like. Do you? Okay.
0: It's so, like, do you like air? Also, right? Is air like a, like a thing that you like, or it's just it's 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 such a general thing to say, and I don't know what to, re- how to say. Oh, I'm glad you like music. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it's I I get that on a different spectrum, like. Um, when I tell people where I'm from, when I say I'm from uh, Illinois, they go, "Oh, I love Chicago," yeah. and I'm like, "That's th- not where I'm from." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you love Chicago. That's like
0: the only. Yeah, it's like saying that you're from New York and like, "Oh, I love Manhattan or Brooklyn." It's like I'm um, from upstate. So. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's so many other places. Yeah. In Illinois, but yeah, like music though. That's just like. They probably don't listen to music.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that's the thing that people say when their depth of knowledge is what's on the radio. Zero. You know, yeah, they know nothing. And, and the, it's,
1: but it, those people probably don't listen to music at all. They like just sit on their freaking mm-hmm. porch
2: with a just I don't know, yeah, like a, a book. And and, they
0: listen to podcasts. Or podcasts. What suckers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, my <laughs> mom's in that category. Bless her heart. Like she. Only l- turns on the radio. She couldn't tell you one artist. I'm like, who's your some of your favorite music? She goes... I don't know. What kind of answer is I don't know to who's your favorite musician? Look, yeah.
0: here's the thing, okay? I, again, I want I need to preface this by saying I'm not judging people who say that, okay? Yeah, like totally. If you don't if music is not something that like you're super into, I don't expect anyone else to be as into it as I am. That would be fucking crazy, right? right? That being said, do you like is there like an artist that maybe you want to like spout out or maybe like there's a genre like right. oh, like I love what kind of music do you play? Oh, I love like rock and roll or I love like blues or something. Right. But like, to say that you just love me, I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. The
1: conversation is over with. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's no reason for you to have to go into, you know, any search. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For them to just base like if they were to just say, you know, oh, I I used to play the flute or something. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, we, so can, we, we, can, we can go, go with somewhere that. with that. At least yeah, something.
2: yeah. The only only answer is thank God when someone says you like music, good. Yeah, nice. you got a pulse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good. Yeah.
0: I've also met people who tell me that they don't like music or no. Okay, here's <laughs> that here's,
2: leads to a better conversation.
0: Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> I have
1: some family members that are older, but they don't list, They don't any. They don't want noise. They just. Like silence.
0: I get that too. I, I'm, 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 am a big ride home after a gig in silence kind of guy. Same. But here, I did have someone. It was like the most backhanded compliment I've ever gotten after a gig, and we had played like that Oyster Fest thing. What was that? It used to be back like oh, I know years ago. Yeah, I
1: know what you're, What you're talking about. We
0: played it, and it wasn't a good show. We kind of like train wrecked it, to be honest. Is but that
2: the one like in Fernandina or something. Like that? No, it no, was uh, near the stadium. I remember that show. Yeah, it was oh. like.
0: Oh, yeah, you were there. Uh-huh, I saw that one. Yeah, we didn't do very well. Um, it was great. And this lady comes up to me, and she was like, yeah, I'm not really like a fan of music, but I really liked you guys. <laughs> All right, so you don't like music, but you like what we did. So yeah. I guess...
1: No, she's <laughs> looking at you in a different way. Yeah,
0: totally. She's just like i like you no
1: okay
0: i want you i the way that i took it was like was like you have the way that i took it is like you have zero standard you don't like music at all but you liked what we did which means it must have been so like not music that you actually liked it (laughs) you know what i mean
1: you know sometimes you just you just have to look at people that say things like that and just be like I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. I'm really happy that you came here. Yeah,
0: if you don't like music, you came to a music festival. I'm really yeah, glad really. you're here.
1: Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, um, that's interesting to me.
0: But uh, Aaron, man, thank you so much for being here, man. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, man. I feel fun. like it got really
1: deep there for a second and you started talking about some really... Uh, you know, shit that people don't like talking about.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, lately, it's been going down that, <laughs> that 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 route here. I think it's also kind of like this just a headspace that I've been in. So naturally, the conversation it's goes kind of there. Avatates. I appreciate you being willing to, to go there, though. Sometimes yeah, no when people aren't, they try and like, you know, give short answers and change it and it kind of yeah. makes it hard. But yeah. I, thank you for indulging the conversation. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm stoked for everything you got going on. I'm going to keep up, make sure you guys keep up too. Uh, where can they find the music when it drops?
1: You know what, man? Just look at my Instagram for right now, and I'll give you all that information when I get there. But oh, yeah. right now, it's all we're on the in the uh, in the Instagram is I am Aaron Thomas underscore P. I think we'll look that up later. Link
2: in
0: bio. We'll, we'll, yeah, Link in bio. We'll yeah. have we'll have all the links in the description, anyways.
1: Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely this is something totally different from Be Easy, but you know people who look at be easy will be posting some of this stuff too so that you know if they want to look on the band page the band as well so uh but yeah it'll it'll be up in uh, due time for sure a lot sooner than uh later that's for sure
0: yeah. awesome hell yeah yeah man all right guys thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time